from a flightless simulator at Ferris Air to a momentous meeting in an alley to the complex mind of an architect to every far sector in space and to the brilliance of the central power battery on OA this is the podcast that covers the adventures of all of your favorite ring slingers this is the Emerald Echo with your hosts Adam and the Emerald Enthusiast Welcome to another episode of Emerald Echo, a Green Lantern vidcast and podcast. As always, I'm your host, Adam. And with me, as always, is the Emerald Enthusiast himself, Donnie. Donnie, how's it going? What's up, comic book fans? It's the Emerald Enthusiast, and just like Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart, we are back to do a new episode of the Emerald Echo. Indeed we are, and... uh... It's always fun to talk about Green Lantern uh, with you in any circumstance, uh, whether we're going back and talking about back issues, uh, like we did last week with uh, mm-hmm. Rebirth, or last episode with Rebirth, Rebirth, uh, yeah. or if we're talking about current series, and that's what we're doing now, because we once again have a current uh, ongoing Green Lantern series, and that mm-hmm. is a good thing. Um, and uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have another Green Lantern series, but a mini. But we'll get we'll get to that in a bit okay, as part of our news portion. But Donnie, uh, we also we always like to highlight when you or I go to a, a convention or things of that nature. So uh, you've recently uh, been uh, off to a convention, haven't you? Yes, I went to a convention, and I picked up the Blackest Night four figure box set. Uh, it was one of the most rare figures, the most rare box sets, and it featured four figures that I'm currently editing the video, although you can go to my YouTube channel, that's Emerald Enthusiast, and see me actually pick the figures up. And I also picked up a few space fillers um, from the old Green Lantern Core um, series. It was 218, mm. 220, and 222. Mm. Oh, nice. Um, that's a good, good haul for your collection. Mm-hmm. And your reviewing purposes, and I gotta tell you, you've been a, a a speed demon with those videos. There's so many videos. I'm like, wait a minute, let me catch up, let me watch. So I'm trying <laughs> to, I'm making my way through catching up on them. And it's, so I haven't gotten to the one you're saying yet, but I think I'm one behind. Uh, you this, you reviewed some Batman figures, so that kind of yes, yes. Uh, so <laughs> I actually gave that I actually gave that Batman figure away to uh, a little girl that I know who's a huge Batman fan. Uh, you know and, that girl? Uh, I think she's a smart lady. Yeah, she, uh, she's the a, potential she, uh, for her. Loves ba- yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she yeah. loves Batman, and uh, she's the daughter of a friend of mine. And uh, I always encourage any kids that I know to keep, you know, reading comics and indulging in comic comic book adaptations. And also got this. This has nothing to do with Green Lantern, but I got this Warlord figure at that con too. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. So I hadn't seen this in stores. Yeah. So. Wow, that's that's going back on. Uh, yeah. That, yep. that 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 character that that performer is going back a while for sure. But yeah, we're talking just, about yeah. Just and you know back. where you can find out information on that, Adam? Yeah, yeah. Where's that? That's the Wayback Wrestling Mania podcast available right here on Multiverse Musings, the vidcast. Right. Make sure you subscribe to this channel today. We had a big WrestleMania episode not too long ago, and uh, uh, there's another. What's the next big? We had tentacle. backlash, and then we have Night of Champions coming yeah, up. Right, I think so. I, I think maybe we'll do Night of Champions, and then again SummerSlam, obviously, because that's a core, uh, yep. core uh, premium live event. Oh, that's a, what a stupid name. That's what it is. <laughs> a Look, PLV. Folks, I'm, 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 I'm in an ordinary mood. A PLE. I'm a in P. an ordinary mood today, folks. Um, and so, if you, if you hear me say certain things that are not expletives because I, I wasted all those yesterday. Um, but, you know, that's why. But anyway, um, circling back to that girl for a second, that Batman fan there. Yes. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if she ends up the president of your country. That's how smart she is. <laughs> Just, I'll throw that out right now. Right now. My, if well, I could, she's certainly I, smarter than some of the politicians well, I have already. I mean, that doesn't take much on either side of North America, but I digress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, so you had a good time. You had a good showing. Uh, at that con and uh, and uh, and it's good to hear. Um, and it was it was bigger this year. They had more space, so it was easier to like you know still distance yeah, because you know pe- yeah. people are still catching COVID. 
not as serious anymore, but I don't want it. So <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I don't want I don't want you to get it because I've had it. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't fun. I mean, thank God for the the, the vaccine. We're pro vaccine here, folks, That's because right. sci- science is 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 you know, it's it's a good thing. I mean, yes. had the Kryptonians listened to their scientists, maybe things would have ended differently for them. So right. you know. And I don't have I don't have a Green Lantern ring to like purge all the toxins in my body if I catch something like that. So. I mean, you can, you know it'd be cool if you had, if we had the Green Lantern powers. We could, like if we made a construct of a mask, would that work? Oh, sure it would. Yeah, okay. well, Green Lanterns have done that before. Plus, okay, they yeah. can pretty much breathe in any kind of environment. Oh, uh, see. Yeah. So. so unfortunately, you know, listen to the, don't be like like Krypton Science Council. Listen to scientists more anyway. Uh, but no, I'm glad you were able to go and, and feel safe doing so, and uh, and it seems like you came home with a nice haul, so that's always, you know, a bonus. Uh, it's the Blackest Night, Blackest Night box set. It has Fatality, Blue Beetle, Indigo Monk, and Hal Jordan in it, and that's mm-hmm. that's the review I'm working on right now. Perfect. Can't wait to catch up and, and get to that point, um, but I definitely will. Um, but um, speaking of Green Lantern, we're, we're obviously going to review uh, Green Lantern number one, which will, which is starring um, uh, Hal Jordan with a backup feature that stars John Stewart. Hmm? But there is another uh, Green Lantern uh, book on the uh, on the way, correct, Donnie? Yes, it is Alan Scott, the Green Lantern, and we'll learn more about the mysterious Red Lantern from the Golden Age. And DC promises that this will be, quote-unquote, Alan's greatest enemy. So perhaps Alan's getting some more focus in the future. I certainly hope so. I think it's uh, I think it's awesome that, you know, the, the JSA is getting some shine uh, recently. Uh, you know, and, and Alan Scott is the, the first Green Lantern. The mm-hmm. cool thing about him is that he's a little different in terms of his power set. Um, yes. Than the the lanterns that we uh, know from uh, the Green Lantern Corps, uh, so that makes his his story uh, even more interesting. Uh, and uh, and I'm intrigued to look back and to you know to go back. It's in, see, see, I, I what the 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 description that I read talked about going back you know part of the story taking place in the 1940s yeah which is you know an interesting era you know of the past so i i I like that kind of stuff um so i'm i'm really intrigued and it's pretty cool that because also of note not for this particular podcast because it's green Lantern centric but dc uh regardless uh, Jay Garrick is getting a spotlight miniseries as well from uh, writer Jeremy Adams. Who well, is, you know what that could mean. Eventually, those two could pair up again. Uh, yeah, it could be like the, yep. the uh, another world's finest book, but with these yeah. two characters or fast, faster friends. Yeah, uh, yeah. call it yeah, or call it whatever you want. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. and since Don't they're honestly, old, yeah. <laughs> since they're old guys like me, not quite as fast as they used to be friends or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the title, not quite as fast anymore, friends. Um, <laughs> Um, but, slightly slower uh, friends <laughs> that's, that's not easy to hashtag um <laughs> but um but you know it's cool because uh, like and jeremy adams is going to write that one who is currently writing the uh on the new green lantern book that we're yes. going to be reviewing soon that we're going to be talking about here. but um um you know um, as well as philip kennedy johnson whom we had on the show before he is writing the john stewart backup story in yes. this and he'll be writing the new john stewart title yeah, he, he he definitely will. Yeah, we gotta uh, get that guy back here. I would love to have him back. So uh, he's interesting. Know, yeah, I hope he can he can he can uh, find his way back on our show. We'd love to have him to talk Green Lantern this time. Uh, he's still doing amazing things in uh, Action Comics, which Donnie and I will will power through and get back to because we're quite behind. But we'll 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 get on that. Uh, there's a lot of summer uh, to handle that, and and we will do that uh, over the course of the summer. But um, I should also say Alan's also making an appearance DC Pride through the years, right? Which this makes June. sense that he would be he would yeah. be part of that. Uh, now the interesting thing about you know the, this sort of these JSA spinoffs is that you know Jeff Johns is kind of the creative um, director, uh, if you will. Essentially, he's like the, like what James Gunn is doing with DC Studios. That's essentially what 
Jeff Johns is doing with the JSA corner of the DC Universe, and mm -hmm. I, I love it because creatively, Jeff Johns is a genius. Also, it makes all those the, the, the cultists of a certain director look stupid because they told me he was fired, and apparently he's not. So there, there's that. But Tim Sheridan is writing the uh, the Green Lantern. Twitter is a wealth of misinformation. Twitter is a cesspool of crap. That's what Twitter is. I'm just I see so promote, many fake headlines there. I'm just there to promote the show. Talk about, uh, complain about the leaks is more is more accurate. Uh, and talk to Donnie and talk about uh, you know uh, list all my multiverse wives because people get entertainment from that. That's why I'm there. But it's a cesspool of crap. Yeah. Uh, but I digress. Anyway. Uh, 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 Tim Sheridan is the writer of this yes. Alan Scott book. Uh, we know him from episodes of Masters of the Universe Revelation. Mm -hmm. uh, he wrote the Scareglow episode, if I remember correctly. Okay. And that was fantastic. Yes. He also co wrote um, the Flashpoint Beyond comic. Yeah, Tim Sheridan actually has a pretty long list of creative things to his credit. So yeah, yeah. So that, and then the artist is uh, uh, Ken Tormy. Yeah, I just wanted you to say that name to make sure you. Say I, it, I hope I said it correctly. <laughs> I, think, yeah, I think you did. Um, I actually tried to look it up, Mister Tormy. So <laughs> he did. He did. I can vouch for that. I, I, I did just... my best. So and um, and he's worked on uh, Superman: Son of Kal El. Uh, his art is really cool. Um, so I'm looking forward to this. Uh, and, of course, Donnie and, and I will Sheridan cover it. also did the screenplay, screenplay for The Long Halloween. Uh, oh, absolutely. And that was a fantastic animated film. Yeah. And I believe he he wrote or co-wrote the uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation prequel comic, right? Um, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I think so, yeah. With Kevin Smith, yeah. Yeah, so, I saw a long um, list of things there to go through. Like I said, he's a pretty prolific writer. So Yeah, and so, you know, uh, when you get a good writer and pair him with an equally good artist, usually good things are afoot. And uh, Donnie and I will, of course, cover it. As we see here with Zermanico in this issue that oh. we're getting ready to talk about. Oh, man. man, oh man, oh man. But yeah, so there is a plethora of good Green Lantern uh, reading material coming. Plethora. Yeah, you like that one. And, uh, I love that word, plethora. There's a plethora of changes in the offseason for the Leafs coming, I hope. But uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, so Donnie and I are going to cover this 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 Alan Scott Green Lantern miniseries. And hey, chances are we're probably going to cover the uh, uh, the um, uh, what is it? Jay Garrick miniseries yeah. on the DC Comics Chronicles too. So mm -hmm. uh, we're going to cover all this great stuff, yeah. and uh, we hope you come along for the ride with us. I can't believe The Flash is ending, by the way, the TV show. Yeah. Almost the there. Week, and listen, I've had my misgivings about certain seasons, but this last little run of episodes has been fantastic lately. So if you're behind, Donnie, catch up because it's been some good stuff. No, I'm actually not behind. I caught oh, up good. last week finally. Yeah. So. yeah, good. It's It's been good stuff. It's very good stuff. Uh, it's it's tempting me to want to put the physical book back on my list, but I you know, I, I got to I gotta keep control, so it might have to stay on the, on the digital side. Uh, but good news for, by the way, can I mention this for digital readers real quick? Sure. If you're reading on your Amazon Kindle, uh, books and stuff, uh, they now have the guided view feature, which Comixology had for the longest time, which I loved, mm -hmm. uh, and it's back. And so, oh, is that like the panel by panel feature? Yeah, 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 where they yeah. zoom in. Yeah, 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 that's what they have on DC Infinite. Yeah, and they have it now on, on Kindle. So awesome, which they, which they didn't before. So, in that respect, Adam is very happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you talk to Adam about hockey, Adam is not so happy, but I digress. But anyway, Donnie and I are going to be covering this new Green Lantern book, just as we're going to cover this other new Green Lantern book that we're going to talk about after the break. So that's a hint that we're going to take a break. Go get a water, take a washroom break, whatever you need to do. Come back on the other side. We'll be right back with some Hal Jordan discussion. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What's up, everyone? It's the Emerald Enthusiast. For all of your multiverse viewing and listening needs, check out our shows, which include Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, Power Rangers, the Marvel Universe, and the DC Universe, including the Emerald Echo Podcast. You can check us out on Podbean, 
And remember to subscribe right here on YouTube. That's the Multiverse Musings Podcast Network. From the first podcast to the last. And we're back. Indeed we are. Uh, and uh, so is Hal Jordan, consequently. And, uh, and many people are happy uh, that he's back. I am one of them. Uh, but uh, the fortunate thing about me and Donnie is we like the other Lanterns too. So even when he's not center stage, we're happy because other right. Lanterns are to the forefront. But Hal is back. And so he's got his own book. And, Quick aside, uh, can you see me okay, Adam? I can see you. You're not John Cena, so you're all good. Because all of a sudden, I have two of you up here, so. Well, you know yeah. why? Because the more of me, the merrier. At least that's what, <laughs> at least that's what my that's multiverse it. Maybe it's from. Adam from Earth 2 up here and yeah. Adam from yeah. like Earth See, that's you know, what 16. my multiverse wife said. The more of the merrier. But that's for another podcast. Um, uh, it's like I'm talking to Jimmy and Jay Uso. <laughs> that's a late night podcast. That will be. But, um. <laughs> Yeah, we the ones that should appoint now or whatever the husband doing. Yeah. Um but um so before we get into it, Donnie, who's the creative team behind this new uh book that we have? Uh just real quickly, we have writer Jeremy Adams, artist and cover artist Zermanico, and we also have the backup written by Philip Kennedy Johnson. Yeah. Awesome. Uh all right. Take it away, Donnie. What do we need to know as we get into this? Let's, let's, let's go into it. All right. What you need to know here is that Green Lantern is taking a turn back. Uh, what I want to say, just to kind of preface things here, is Green Lantern is one of the most versatile characters, and I should say mythos because I don't mean a specific character, because you can tell the kind of sprawling cosmic story that we got with Jeff Thorne, and now we're taking a turn back to an Earth-based story with Hal Jordan that is going to be more, it seems at least, character-centered. So it'll be interesting to see what Jeremy Adams adds to the character development of Hal Jordan at this point in time. Absolutely. Uh, Again, I think that's the fun of Green Lantern is that you can have Earth-based stories but also grand space operas, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, there, and that's, there's a wide variety of, of things, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as much as I, you know, I love, I love me Batman, you know, all kinds of Batman, but, but do I want to see him in space? Uh, I mean, depending on the context, but he, he, there's a limited amount of things you could do with Batman in space. Batman in space would, have, would be the equivalent of on the watchtower, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or, in a in a ship taking him to space with the Justice League on some sort of mission. With Green Lantern, it's not precluded to that. It's it's if he wants to fly to another galaxy, he can do that. Right. right. And, and so so there's just a different breadth of, of, of storytelling capability. But it's very malleable that you could do both, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. the same character, you know, you could have two or three issues centered on Earth and then another two or three set in space with the same character or a different lantern, or, but, but the, the, the possibility. And that's what I mean about there. the versatility. You yeah. know, you could have, you could have Hal or John, you know, with their ring on fighting, fighting against a godlike power because yeah. a green lantern, you know, an experienced green lantern with willpower can do that. And then at the same time, they can take that ring off and have an earthbound ground level story. Yeah. 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 Agreed. So what we need to know here, too, is it says that the United Planets have declared Sector 2814 an unsafe liability. And from one of the... I'm offended by that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it seems that for based on, again, one of the future covers, it says that Earth has been quarantined. Well, that's accurate. Well, <laughs> that does, I was say, that's understandable. <laughs> I, I don't know if that has anything to do with COVID. Probably not, but probably not. But it's very accurate to the current the, uh, lines, uh, landscape yeah. <laughs> of real life. So we see that Hal Jordan has quit in frustration and come back to Earth. Right. I mean, because that's what you do if you're unsatisfied with your job. You just say enough of this and and try and do something else. But, you know, I like seeing. Him sort of, there was the scenes where he's sort of 
um, recollecting and just having a you know drink, non-alcoholic of course, but uh, and sort of trying to reacclimate himself, find his place again, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense because he's been by and large away from Earth for so long. Like mm-hmm. we've seen him in um, Dark Crisis. But other than that, he's been gone from Earth for a good uh, uh, chunk of time. Like, right, you know, and he was, you know, helping John fight the battle on Oa as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it makes sense that he would feel kind of like a a lost soul mm-hmm. upon reemergence on Earth. Well, and what we see in this issue is he mentions that he only has $50 in the bank, so he's broke. And he's a little directionless. And that's an interesting story point that I'll bring up a little later in the podcast is Jeremy Adams wants to deal with a certain theme here that it'll be interesting to see where he goes with this, where he takes Hal Jordan in light of this. Yeah, I mean, it's and, and again, that, that, that's a piece of the story that makes sense. Like if you've been gone from Earth for so long, not performing your non-superhero job because you don't have one, you'd be broke. Mm-hmm. Like it just it adds up. It's not unless like, you're independently wealthy like Bruce Wayne. He could he could leave for a yeah, while. Yeah, but even he's <laughs> he's not as wealthy as he once was. Remember, he's currently uh, he could still take a break though in a brownstone. I mean, I'm sure he could lend uh, Hal Jordan a couple of bucks. Yeah, uh, yeah. And still be okay. It um, sounds like Hal Jordan's in Peter Parker territory. Though, so though I will say, straits. though I will say, though, after Green Lantern Rebirth, is is Bruce Wayne going to be inclined to lend Hal Jordan any money? Probably not. <laughs> He's probably going to have to look to uh, Oliver Queen if he needs a handle. He said they were even because you know after Hal punched him, he punched Hal back. So okay, so maybe he would help. I don't. I don't know. We'll see. But. Another one of the interesting developments here, we also see that Sinestro is on Earth for as yet an unnamed reason. Yeah, and that's always yeah. uh, dubious because what do you, my, my first question, okay, what, what is he doing here? What does he want? Mm-hmm. And um, you never know. It, it, Sinestro has had so many different motivations for doing certain things over the years. You don't know if it's something that's anti-hero-ish or he just wants to get back at Hal Jordan for something or he needs Hal Jordan's help. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, and that's what it's that's the curious part about it because when you see him he's cloaked, right? He's in, he's got a hood on. Yeah, he's he's, he's in a bar and he's got a hood on. Yeah. And so and it's very it's He very, seems to be annoyed when the bartender's like the Green Lantern is back, rounds for everyone. Yeah, he's not happy. He yeah. You know, I was half expecting him to pull a Dolph Ziggler. And be like, it should have been me <laughs> when, <laughs> when the TV uh, screen, when the newscaster was talking. Um, yeah, but he was not amused by the by the by the euphoria of the uh, the patrons at the bar that Green Lantern right. was back. Yeah. Um, and on the tales of that, we should talk about the fact that Carol seems to be very apprehensive about Hal's return here. Now, I'm not going to call this a criticism. But she is more brusque with Hal than I thought she would have been. There's obviously something behind this behavior. Mm. And we learn later on, actually, that she has a new love interest. And the last page of this issue designates this love interest as a fiancé. Not just a boyfriend. Fiancé. So this is serious. And we don't know who it is yet. Uh, By the way, Adam and I were talking about this before the podcast. If you remember, for those of you who have read Green Lantern for a while, when Carol was temporarily involved with Kyle Rayner, Hal Jordan was just absolutely petulant and and annoyed to no end. And I thought that made for some very funny and interesting dialogue. Not all Hal Jordan fans liked it, but I thought it was funny. Oh, I thought it was hilarious uh, because, you know, he... So if this turns out to be somebody Hal knows... We could be in for some really funny dialogue. Imagine if it's Guy Gardner. You know, I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm all maybe she has a thing for lanterns. Who knows? Uh, yeah, maybe lanterns are her weakness, right? I mean, my guess is, and I, I haven't seen any hints from Jeremy Adams. My guess is that it won't be another hero. Just a gut feeling. But would it be Tom, uh, the guy that you know? Tom Kalmaku? Yeah, yeah, you know, that's crossed my mind as well. 
That would piss off Hal. Mm-hmm. That's his, one of his best buddies there. Uh, uh, kind of. Yeah, we haven't seen Tom for a while, so yeah. Coaching. Uh, in, 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 you know, his business. So, um, breaking the code. Yeah, it's, right. Yeah. Uh, which we won't mention because it's very, uh, <laughs> it's, it's very, uh, yeah, I was going to say, we're going to be respectful yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. You know what yeah. we're talking about. So yeah, everybody knows. we just wouldn't phrase it that way. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. But, so uh, go ahead, sir. But I, in terms of, in terms of Carol's sort of brisk reaction, as you put it, mm-hmm. uh, I, I took it as like, she knows that she's susceptible falling into the into the you know the old routine with how mm-hmm. and maybe she's trying to present this standoffishness to sort of prevent herself from you know easily falling back into Hal's arms right because and you know if there's one thing that jeremy adams gets right it's how jordan's voice here yeah. how jordan is his usual won't take no for an answer self Talky, yeah and- <laughs> And he keeps asking thing, her out over and over, even and after he calls her. Yeah, and he didn't he call her Star Sapphire at one point. Yeah, he called her Queen of the Zamorans, and she yeah, was not and, amused. And, and, and her one of her employees was like, "What?" And she's like, "Ignore him." Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I I just think it's a function of her, uh, you know, building up those walls, protecting herself. Because think about it, every time she's gotten back with Al. He's up and left her, right? And maybe she just want to put herself through that again. Or she's had, yeah, she's had a Star Sapphire ring drag her into the middle of a war. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so she's obviously trying to, you know, be professional here. But hey, that brings up the point that I was talking about. She mentions in this issue that basically all of these aircraft companies are going away from test pilots and they're using drones now, that they're phasing out the type of thing that Hal Jordan is. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see. We've seen Hal Jordan in the past with different careers. Will he go a different direction here? Will he stay with Ferris and learn how to fly the drones? What direction will he go in? Because obviously we know that this is more than just a job to Hal Jordan. It's part of his it's identity. It's a lifestyle, yeah. Yes. Wasn't he, wasn't he an insurance salesman? Yes, he was, yes. But not a shoe salesman. Not a shoe salesman. You <laughs> should do shoe sales next. I think Al, going the Al Bundy route would be would be very you know the married with children that route. I, that would be fun. I think that would be entertaining. Uh, but no, um, you know what's interesting about that with the whole him wanting to resume his career at Ferris Air, mm-hmm. but they're phasing you know test pilots out in favor of drones. That was very much, I think. I don't know if Jeremy Adams did this on purpose, but it. It echoed sort of the plot line of um, the Top Gun Maverick mm-hmm. a little bit. Well, a lot of people draw that parallel between Hal Jordan yeah. and the characters in that movie. So, Yeah. I, I mean, the difference is uh, Tom Cruise's character was brought in to sort of be the instructor to the next, you know, generation of pilots. But... And in this, it's like, you know, the pilots are generally being phased out. Mm-hmm. But but the, the interesting thing is the way how sort of. Um, and let me just say, that's a timely theme because the world really is in kind of a a, a period of, of upheaval when it comes to a lot of jobs. Yeah, in multiple, in multiple fields. In multiple fields. So most, that's understandable that Jeremy Adams might want to address this. Most companies are, are, are you know, would much rather do things, uh, you know, uh, visually, online. Um, mm-hmm. People are doing a lot of work from home. That's, I read an article mm-hmm. recently where it said that people working from home have tripled in the last three years due to the pandemic. Yeah. And some sure. of that's going to be permanent. So yeah, uh, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go in, back into an office. Um, but, um, but the so you know, but I, I like the scene where how is there, you know, the the young, uh, the new young pilots that do remain at, at Ferris Air, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, are, are doing that training or that exercise with Hal to see if he, quote unquote, still's got it. Um, right. And yeah, like you see you know, how competitive instantly he gets and tries to one up him, mm-hmm. one up him. And that, that, that was very reminiscent of Tom Cruise's character in Top Gun Maverick, trying to show, he was trying to show the youngins, you know, okay, you guys think you're, you're cool, but th- this is how it's done, you know? So I got a lot of parallels to uh, Top Gun Maverick with this issue. Yeah, and that's an immutable part of Hal Jordan's personality. Yeah. He's always competitive. He's always quick thinking, and and he's always a hero. And he usually uses that competitive, brash nature for a good purpose. Not always, right? Yeah, but usually. <laughs> yeah, nine times out of ten. Yeah, and one of the things he does here, we see that. Uh, a month previous to some of the events that we're seeing in this book, he confronts a new villain by the name of Steel Fury, who is, you know, I don't exactly know much about the guy. And because I, I tried to look up like any hints of this, I think this is a brand new character, a guy who got his hands on an old Manhunter, like uh, outer shell, like the armor of yeah. one of the Manhunter robots. Which would be cool to. I'm not exactly sure how that would work, though. I'm like, how much of like the inner workings are like still there if there's a guy inside of this? That's or maybe true. I'm overthinking it. I tend to do that with Green Lantern. Well, I'm sure Jeremy Adams will find that out as you as you you tweet at him, and <laughs> and I don't know if his messages are open, but beware. <laughs> Uh, I think any incoming writer is gonna, <laughs> any incoming writer is gonna have a, like you know J- Jeff Thorne is gonna shoot him a message say, there's not everyone that does this guy he's gonna he's gonna message you at two a.m. asking random Green Lantern questions. <laughs> you would not believe how many Green Lantern questions go through my mind at work. I mean, it's just like constant thing. Anyway, you know. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I, Speaking I get of, it. you know, I'm wondering. I'm like, okay, so it says specifically that the United Planets are the ones who have caused Hal Jordan to quit. So exactly what role do we have with the Guardians at this point? Because Hal's ring, he still has it. It's still functioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm interested to see like how that's going to play out. You know, are the Guardians still on his side? Are they still acting in some kind of official way? Do they disagree with the United Planets here? So And I like that um I like that scene where he was, you know, that battle where he was, um, that kind of standoff with um, Steel with Fury. Steel Fury. I was trying to think of the name. Yeah. That was pretty cool because you had like. I really like the way Zermanico drew him too. The gridlock with the cars and, you know, and during the standoff and there's mini explosions going off and things of that nature, and, you know. Uh, but even the scene, I think, prior to that, um, where Green Lantern saves those, uh, what were they, miner steel workers? What were they? Yes, and by the way, I want I want to uh, credit Zermanico here. The drill apparatus that he drew, let me just oh. say, and, and I don't mean this as a criticism either, this wasn't the most action-packed issue because it shouldn't have been because it was an introduction. Yeah, you're sort of... But I always look for at least one really well-drawn construct in a green lantern book there should at least be one yeah at least be one very intricate well-drawn construct there were several here that was the one that sticks out in my mind of how jordan coming to save the day by the way one of those miners his name was denny so i'm wondering if that was an denny homage O'Neill to denny probably. o'neill yeah, yeah. yeah so i thought the same thing yeah but yeah that page where he's sort of like he, he like you see the light and they're looking up and then the next image you see is how sort of hovering with yeah. with, with 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 you know pointing his his ring in that direction. that was very heroic very uplifting right. that was sort of my favorite uh, image of the of the and i always talk about this on my my figure reviews the big power pose with the arms outstretched yeah, and you yeah. know i love that pose and i also love this last shot of hal jordan here when he is confronting still fury and still fury's like who are you and we see how jordan you know and you know, full Green Lantern uniform with the ring just bursting out with power, saying, "Take one guess." Yeah, and the other image that I that I that I liked as well was the that I didn't mention specifically the art, but the when they were having that test with the with the you know in the simulators. Yes, 
Because for the longest time, I thought that was actually happening and not as I thought that was a construct at first. Hal's plane. Oh, okay. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't I thought it was an actual plane, and not and not a simulator. But but so it was very well drawn, very action packed. I, I and I I was humming the uh, the Top Gun theme while I was reading it, just uh, let people know. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about? This, at least the main story. Uh, no, I am, again. I really want to credit Zermanico here. I like that the way that he draws Hal Jordan, the the haphazard sprawl of the hair, yeah, really yeah, reminded yeah. me of the Silver Age Hal Jordan. And again, this you know, and the way Jeremy Adams wrote this, uh, the early you know Silver Age incarnation of Hal Jordan and Carol Ferris. The, the yeah, it felt very that, that's what the it drama like. between the yeah, two of them. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. it was a different dynamic, but because she was pursuing him back then, well, specifically Green Lantern. But this felt like it echoed the Silver Age a lot, and it was a new beginning. So Absolutely. I'm very happy that we have this story. Yeah. Um, so how do you want to do this? Do you want to rate each story separately? Sure. Okay. All right. So the main story. Uh, out of five for art and five for, for the writing, well, how would you? Uh, I'm going to give it five and five. I love the way that this started out, hit the ground running, and let's go. I am so excited for this. Yeah, I'm going to give it five across the board because uh, Jeremy Adams really understood the characters, uh, the main characters, like you said, and really captured that Silver Age uh, uh, con conceit, conception of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but also making it feel fresh and, and modern. Uh, and then the art was just spectacular. Um, um, so I am so looking forward to to this book. Um, I got to say, when using the guided view uh, to read this, uh, and the way it revealed the splash page of, you know, like you, that hero shot that you were talking about, Hal Jordan, I stared at that for a couple of minutes because it, it just it was it was it looks so good. So um, yeah, I've really yeah. got to get the the one in one hundred variant that has that one shot of Hal Jordan on the cover. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to get all the try to get all the covers. By the way, I saw Jeremy Adams. You know, obviously as the writer, he gets comps and he had all the covers. And I was watching that video and just drooling, and I'm like, gimme. <laughs> I, 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 Ooh, there's a lot I, of bearing covers this time. I, they, there is, there is. I, I, there's a, a plethora, as I keep saying, like that word. Love All that. right, so the backup story by Philip Kennedy Johnson, and uh, let's talk about that. Yeah, so, and the artist on this is, I believe it's Montos. Yes. Yes. So, this left me with a lot of questions, and I don't mean that I didn't like it, but we see John back home on Earth helping his mother with some work. Um, I really like the way John was drawn here. Very young and youthful, uh, young and youthful, very young and vibrant looking mm. John. Um, I like the way his mother was drawn. And, you know, Philip Kennedy Johnson has talked about talking to Jeff Thorne about the things that makes John Stewart tick. Unlike Hal Jordan, John Stewart, I believe, sees himself beyond the Green Lantern Corps someday. And I don't mean that he's bigger than the Green Lantern Corps, but that being a closed chapter at some point, that he might want to do something else, yeah. that his life doesn't necessarily need heroism. He'll do it for as long as is necessary, but there's another side to Jon Stewart. Yeah. And I think this is a glimpse into that here. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, and I just really like the scenes with him and his mother just because no matter how uh you know old john stewart is you, you can see that his mother see, still sees him as her baby boy you know what i mean the way she interacts with him all parents do that no matter yeah, how old yeah. your child gets that's still right. your baby yeah you know? and, and and even you know uh the way he's there to care for her and like you know uh, he's putting her first and he sort of wants to stay for a while. And, you know, and that that's what he said. A lot's happened, but I'm done with that now. I'm, I, yeah. I think I need to be here now. Yeah. And so that whole conversation where she's prepared for him to have to leave again, but he clearly wants to kind of settle down and, 
you know, put down some roots or whatever. Yeah. Um, he, uh, that, I, that relationship felt very true and authentic. So uh, uh, I, I like the way that was written. Uh, in terms of like the sci-fi-ness of it all, I, that it felt very much in line with what Philip Kennedy Johnson did um, with the original, with the book that he did. Yeah, that we talked about here. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. Very much in that vein. Yeah. I don't know if it's picking up story threads or not, but it, it felt like that. Well, we'll see. And we also see some pages here with Guy Gardner, and it says another time another universe yeah so i don't know what's going on i mean well i don't think we're supposed to know all the answers to that of course not but is that a multiverse is that right a future like is that further along in the timeline because um guy was an old man he was old man guy um this is interesting i mean exactly what is the interplay here between these two characters right because the younger guy refers to the older looking guy as Guy Gardner. Right. So or Gardner at least. Right. Well, you assume it's Guy. And that's mm-hmm. seeing so my question is it's twofold. One, is this further along in the timeline of John Stewart? Like the book that we you know, the John that we just saw with his mother, but you know. Is this later on in that timeline, or is this another multiverse entirely? You know, so, now, let's remember that Jeff Thorne story from Future State where Guy landed on that planet yeah. and was there for a while. Is maybe this a continuation of that timeline? Because remember, Guy came back, but some of that Future State timeline changed. Right. And I'm just, again, I'm just guessing here. So many unique possibilities, but but it's mm-hmm. like, uh, even the villain that they were setting up, I think, was fascinating. It, it was like a she. I think, I think it was a female. Uh, yeah, it looking. says the rise of the Revenant Queen, and they, they look, look like alien they, zombies. The, the they look very Black yeah. Lanternish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good point. I didn't even think yeah. of it in the background, but but alien yeah. zombies. I'm not saying. Like, by the way, I don't want to confuse anybody. Yeah. I'm not saying they're Black Lanterns. I'm but saying alien that, that's zombies what came was the first image that you know thought that came to my mind when I saw her. I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you're right. The Black Lantern saga was alien zombies when you boil it down. Um, so, like, like so many, like, and it, 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 it echoes what we were talking about before, Donnie, where in the same book, right, you have a very much a grounded, earthbound Green Lantern story with Hal Jordan. And then and, and part of John's story, but then you have this sci-fi, time-bending, universe-bending insanity. Yeah. With Guy Gardner, supposedly, and, and what Philip Kennedy Johnson is doing. So uh, it, it speaks to the malleability of the IP that is Green Lantern. And, and again, I was I was so intrigued by the mystery and asking so many questions, but guess what that's going to do it's going to keep me coming back for more until i get the answers right and and i want to point out you know uh philip kennedy johnson talked about a new oath so this this younger character here he actually says this and this is something new so this uh, again leads to more questions the torch that batters back the night i am the lantern in the dark let evil evil cower in the light of all who wear the lantern's mark. Yeah, no, it's an interesting, it's an interesting um, oath, and uh, it's going to be. I hope we get an origin for it, like a like a a why, a how. Well, and it this the old version of Guy Gardner or Gardner. He says, "Old man is, Gardner, let's go." Old, old man Gardner, <laughs> take a cue from Logan. Oh, yeah, just, you know, as long as nobody is having babies with their cousin. Anyway. (laughs) Well, I mean, who (laughs) knows? What part of space does this thing take? (laughs) Anyway, so that's that's a podcast for a different day. But this old version of Guy, 
says it uh, is. Florida, I heard that's mostly the, the Florida Panthers mantra. <laughs> the, the fan base. I'm bitter. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> also a different podcast. So yeah. he says it is you as if he had some concept of who and what this different type of lantern is. Mm. I'm fascinated. And you know what's cool? I love how um, gritty, and, and, and I know it's a, it's a terribly overused word, but I, I, I uh, look, my vocabulary is not, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, overly scholarly. So, uh, hey, you it, said that, plethora, man. Well, you, I did. You had to use yeah. it. So. I mean, there's only so many words I can throw. You know, listen. I'm still in the don't use a four-letter word on this podcast mindset because of last night, but I digress. So it's very gritty, very you know, very um, sharp is the word I would use, um, and it's not as clean. And I mean this in a good way, as what we saw with Zermanico. Like mm-hmm. with Zermanico is a very superheroic, classic kind of you know, classic lines, all that kind of stuff. This fit it was more it was much more sci-fi, you know, edgy mm-hmm. sci-fi. And I, I love the two different tones that we've got going both in story and in art here. Well, uh, yeah, and obviously, I mean, the place where these two characters are, mm. it's interesting to see exactly I'm like, you know, is this, you know, one of like the lantern houses, like a sector house or something? It doesn't exactly look like that, but there's obviously a lot of power here. And uh, then, like you said, you know, once the you know the Revenant Queen shows up, um, Montos did a great job at drawing these zombie-like characters. Yeah, oh, definitely, absolutely. The, it, he could easily find work in a horror book. Mm-hmm. Maybe he has already, but I don't know. But uh, but I could see him fitting. Like yeah. if 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 Philip Kennedy Johnson. Decides to bring back the the Black Lanterns. I think this artist could do a bang up job with them. I think it'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, but but I'm so intrigued. I can't wait for more. I, my only my only negative in regards to this this backup story is that I wish it was longer. Yeah, I mean they only had so many pages, but I mean I was really intrigued by what exactly is going on here because it just gave us a little taste of that. It was like, you know, getting a couple bites of ice cream and then, yeah. you know, it's you like can't the finish the bowl. Costco, right? They give you a little spoon. <laughs> right, exactly. Say, well, I want the rest now. <laughs> and then you have to buy it. Which... Let me also say, and I, I know people are going to say, ah, you're splitting hairs here. I really like the way that the younger lantern character, the way the ring was drawn. Mm. Because yeah. you, you it's it's a it's a good size. It seems very powerful. The lines are sharp and it's well That's colored. Not splitting hairs. That's listen, listen. If you got a character whose main weapon is a power ring, they should be able. To, the the ring has to be drawn well. Yeah, and it's it is drawn very well. It's and like he, it's he also drawn. Let me say, and you won't be able to see this if you're. It's also drawn like within the symbol here. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you're right. And uh, I just I really like this. So there's so much about this story I want to know. I can't wait till the next issue. So. Yeah, that's well, we got about uh, 28, 27 some odd days. Yeah, as we're recording this, so not too yeah. long. But let's. Uh, is there anything else you want to mention, or let's? No, go here's some this. of my variant covers. By the way, oh, it's a beauty. That's and I really like this one with Sinestro. You know, kind of. He's uh, he looks like he's up to no good. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, and here's how with the construct flowers this kind of tells the story of their interaction there between you know how yeah, kind of coming back and stating his case and Carol's he got like, friends he got friends on real quick <laughs> so yeah. i'm just so happy to have new green lantern comics yeah it's 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 awesome um it, it's great um like i said for me the character has some extra meaning because uh one of my best friends introduced me to the character and uh uh he's no longer here so when i read a green lantern story uh it brings back that connection for me so uh i'm happy to have a monthly dose of that um 
And uh, so, yeah, so with that said, uh, what would you rate the backup uh, for story and art? You know, I'm going to give the... I'm going to give the art a five and the story a 4.5 just because there was so little of it. And I'm not saying that there was anything wrong with what was written. It was just that there was so little. It left me so hungry for more, you know? My my score is exactly the same for those exact same reasons. So four and a half for story and five for the art. But, you know, Philip Kennedy Johnson, given his track record with what he's doing on action, is a master storyteller. So I have no doubt that it won't be, I, I, I'm pretty sure that we're going to be handing out fives in the very mm -hmm. near future for this, this, uh, this iteration of the story. He has such reverence for the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that is, that's something that I admire so much. And what I like about him is that if it's a character he's not overly familiar with, he'll, he'll avail himself and make sure he, he gets to live the land uh, before. I listened to his interview on the Lantern cast, and uh, he even took a suggestion. Green Lantern Volume 3, number 147, which is a great issue, by the way. They recommended that to him, and he's like, yeah, I'll go read it. So I yeah. have all the respect in the and world. I, and I have no doubt that he will, because he's that kind of guy. So, And he's doing another green individual in, in the Incredible Hulk wheel soon. So we'll be covering that on the Marvel Masterworks. Yeah. So listen. So far, I'm only I'm only physically I'm, I'm physically collecting none. I'm digitally collecting uh, one Marvel book, and that's Daredevil, of course. Soon it will be two with Philip Kennedy Johnson's Incredible mm. Hulk. So there you go. But uh, that's it. We've done the ratings. We've we've talked about the story. Uh, we've this episode has come to an end. But of course, if you want to talk more Green Lantern with us, you can on social media. Donnie, where do they find you? You can find me on Twitter and TikTok as the Emerald Enthusiast. Let's talk comics. Let's talk collectibles. Let's talk Green Lantern. And please make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel for reviews like of all the things you see behind me. Agreed. And, and beside me. If you want to follow me on social media, it's at Adam underscore fan. You should say disgruntled, uh, but it can't because there's too many, too many characters. <laughs> so find me there on Twitter. Uh, the podcast network has its own Twitter account at MMPDC. We have a Facebook group listed in the description below. Click that. I will add you. And we can continue the conversation there if you so choose. But until next time, remember that Green Lantern number one is forever. From the first Green Lantern story in the book to the last. So long, everybody. So long, everyone. <laughs>